Live from the floor at AdTech Day 2, I could not imagine a more fun conversation for me than truly with one of the, the most gracious, fun, smart people in this business, the Hall of Fame industry winner, a good friend, somebody that I admire and respect and is honestly one of the nicest people in the business, Dave Smith. Dave, welcome. John, it's always a pleasure. You know, um, you and I, you, you have always pushed this industry to think about a lot of things. I uh, definitely want to chat about ad tech and made in a few minutes, but right now you're at the forefront of a lot of pretty interesting conversations going on in the business. I mean, there and every day the literature and all the trade organizations is talking about the ANA transparency, the four A's challenges. About three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I forget the timing, you did something pretty bold. You made a big announcement, you made a resignation. You, you know, you got a lot of press out of it, but more important, you got a lot of people talking about one of the biggest issues there is and something that you have always been a champion about for years because of who and what you are. Let's talk transparency. Give us the update where it is, what's going on in your sure. head. Uh, we, uh, we actually read the full K2 and Ubiquity reports and the... And the uh, Probably one of the few that did that. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you read everything, it's 180 pages and it's, it's thick. Uh, and we recognize that there are people who have issues with the report. Uh, there weren't names named. Uh, they couldn't go back and face their accusers. These kinds of things. Do you think, that, do you think that, that put a yellow light on the report? No, I think it just, uh, it's, it's understandable. There are things that are not going to be said uh, if uh, you're outed. All right, and, and, and that's, that's a reality of it. So we have to get past that. We have to get past the finger pointing, and we have to say, is there any veracity to any of it? And if there are some truthful threads here, uh, we shouldn't argue about where the line is drawn, but we should sit down and talk about them as an industry. And to us, one of the big issues is that the American Association of Advertising Agencies, the 4As, and the ANA, the Association of National Advertisers, are not talking to each other about this. And uh, we think this is kind of immature and unacceptable for the industry, uh, for the agency organization not to be talking to the advertiser organization about one of the biggest issues that's happened in our industry uh, in the last decade. It was pretty, it is pretty just, you know, we always hear about people, politics not talking, but this is a, you know, this is a, an industry like, are you, are you kidding me? They're, they can't communicate. Yeah, uh, they, they, they do communicate, but they don't, they don't see eye to eye. And I think it's a function of some of the biggest members are among those who are accused. Got it. And, 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 uh, and they're putting us, the 4A's is putting in a situation of defending the accused. So where's, where in your head now what's happening in transparency? Because I know it's a very, it's a hot button. <clears throat> Well, there's a lot of movement uh, within, uh, especially the ANA, and discussions with them, and I know the IAB is supporting this too, uh, of doing things within the, the tech stack uh, to simplify the tech stack and, uh, and make it possible for there to be more visibility as to what's going on, not only in data, but in where we're actually advertising, where our advertising actually runs, and then what we're paying for it, and who's making money on it along the way. And these are, these are logical things for a major advertiser to ask. After all, it's their money. And, and they want to know, okay, who are they paying? And how much are they paying all of these people? And these are logical uh, questions. And there is resistance to that. Uh, and that then raises more suspicion. So this resistance level on a scale of you know 100 percentage-wise, is it 
20% hesitancy about being full 100% committed, open transparency? Or is it of those particular three points that you hit, is it just one or two or three that are, that are, that are the, the rub? It's the money. It's the money. Always the money. It's the money. Uh, I, I think that there is a, a willingness uh, uh, to uh, make data more transparent, although there are issues about ownership and access. Uh, I think that there is a, a willingness to try to sort through the technology and make it visible in a day where there's a lot of automated buying through uh, demand-side platforms uh, to uh, find out where exactly is the advertising running. Uh, but the money uh, is not uh, obvious. It's not transparent. And there is, we know that there are people along the way who are arbitraging. We know that there are people along the way who are maybe marking up. And the major advertisers have always taken an attitude that they want an agency to make a profit, but they want to know what that profit is. And in this case, they do not know what that profit is. It has always been a very interesting conundrum about, you know, I want you to make money, but I don't want you to make too much money, which is always an interesting, it's an interesting situation. Uh, yeah, it is. And, and, and there are lots of ways uh, to defend uh, the, the agencies that are among uh, the accused because uh, not everybody is, uh, has clean hands here. Um, they have been squeezed a lot by the procurement people at the uh, advertiser side, not only relative to their profitability, uh, but they, they, they push the profit down, and then the, the scope of work creeps up, yes. and it cuts into what little profit they have. Right. Right? And then they say, oh, by the way, we're not going to pay you for 120 days. Or we're not going to pay you for 60 days. So uh, the whole thing about pains one bills, I guess in America today it's acceptable, right? If you don't like something, to not pay your bills. I don't know where that came from. Well, I'll tell you what, it sure is a big political discourse. All of a sudden, it's really taking on a whole political conversation. And a, a one word you mentioned, one word that also is out there that I think is something that's really interesting, and you're just seeing it everywhere. I mean, it's really interesting in the political conversation because a lot of people feel, is the word automation. You know, where is automation going in our business? Are we, are we getting too automated? No. Is the human no, touch no. going to get lost? No, the human, uh, you know, actually, with, with good automation, just like putting computers on our desk, it permitted humans to do more and see more and evaluate more. And, and we, can, we can do more research than we could ever do as, as individuals. And the same is true for business. We've spent a lot of energy automating the, the connection between the buyer and the seller. What we have not done is make the investment in the infrastructure of all the different places where you have to put in the same data over and over again. The interfaces with accounting, the interfaces with analytics, uh, the interfaces with uh, making sure that what you said was going to run actually ran. And so and a lot of times that's the same data flow that's going to three different departments or two different departments within an agency and they're all doing the same work in order to get their job done and handling the same data. So the automation of that uh, infrastructure, which has not been pretty, it's not it's the sexy part of the industry. It's a sausage. It's yeah, it's a know, sausage. You said another word that, I, that, I, that I'm often, often intrigued by. In fact, I just previously had a conversation. Is data and you know data portability? I know is something that's on your mind. What you know what what's happening with where that is an issue? In the in the ubiquity report, the the uh, uh, the writers of the report uh, indicated that they thought that clients, advertisers, uh, should have ownership of their data, 
And, and that's a great goal, and, and, and we understand that. But as Rashad Tabakawala said yesterday on stage in the keynote at AdTech, uh, the people shouldn't be so concerned about ownership. They should be concerned about access. Uh, for your car, if you can get from here to there on Uber, why do you care whether you own a car? For your music, uh, if you have more music for the same amount of money or less than you ever had in your life, you know, assuming along the way that the, that the producers and engineers and, and songwriters and everybody else and the entertainers are going to get paid, right, right which is a whole issue, uh, but... But uh, why should you concern, be concerned about music ownership, right? If you can really listen to what you want to listen to. Is it much to do about nothing? To. Is it much ado about nothing? No, because they're, 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 the reality is that the clients don't have access. They're, they're concerned, I like the access term. They're concerned about the wrong thing. Got it. They're concerned about ownership, and the ubiquity report was wrong here about ownership. We set it up so that there's a client-agency relationship, and the agency helps bring the client the data. And what, the, what they should be asking for is complete and unfettered access, not only to while they're employing that agency, but if they move along to another, that they can port the data. That's and where that the portability, portability makes, that makes yeah. common sense. Yeah, they, they can port the data over. Couple, couple questions. You know, we've known each other a, lo a long time. Are you still having fun? Yeah, I am. I am. You feel like yeah. a I've, every time I see you, you feel like a little. You're, you're like a little kid right now. You're just bum, bundling of energy. Okay. Well, my wife's going to hear this for the same first time. I, I bought a new hat yesterday. That keeps me happy. Oh, I know you. Was <laughs> first thing you were, were proud to tell me a new hat always puts you in a good mood. Yeah, that or a new guitar, right? You know, my <laughs> friend, you've been to many ad techs. Yeah. And uh, you know, you have given me and our team a lot of insights and a lot of things to think about you know and you what do you, what do you think what do you think yesterday and today I, I think the important thing about the repositioning of ad tech and the new name uh marketing advertising digitally energized energized all right is the energized and made uh the the energy uh is really good here ad tech has been a, a little uh little down uh the speakers that you have on stage are incredible this is literally a three-ring circus where there you have to make a choice there's a, a there's a wrestling there's a wrestling ring here <laughs> right behind us there's a wrestling ring people can be boxing i'm gonna pass programmatic on that. I know. i'm gonna pass on that one no but maybe we can put the ana and the four a's in there um but there's other three issues we look back in a couple of years. What are we not talking about today that we'll be talking about in a year, year and a half? Um, mainly, mainly the, the things that, that, that I talked about. The, the transparency thing um, is, you know, we're not talking about doing business the way that our parents taught us to have ethics. Right. And we're not talking about the even bigger role, that of, that of ethics. And, and I think that we have to uh, deal with the elephant in the room and, and uh, approach dealing with each other on a more level and open basis. Well, one of the things that, and there's a lot of people around here that, you know, going by and they're seeing you and they're taking pictures. Um, you're, you're truly one of the, the very inspiring people in the business. I've had the pleasure of listening to you speak. And you definitely don't, sh you know, you don't suffer from opinions. One interesting thing um, around here that you think I can improve on for the show um yeah uh, registration 
Thank All you right? very much. All right. Uh, uh, you know, the, you're 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 ad tech. And yet, you probably got an old ad te ad tech stack that you uh, inherited, right? Isn't and amazing? Technology is both our friend and our enemy. You have to be willing to blow up technology every couple of years to be able to move ad. And that's and what Rashad said yesterday. It's time for too. ad tech to throw a hand grenade uh, in the middle of their own technology and blow it up. All right. Well, that is very good, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We are talking with truly one of the most gracious people in this business. Never suffers for an opinion, and his opinions are are very worth listening to. One of the nicest people as well, and smart, my friend Dave Smith, CEO, chairman, and every extraordinary in the industry uh, from MediaSmith San Francisco. Thanks, Dave, and I, I know you've got a busy day ahead, and you get to do one thing before I close. You get to do a, a presentation to an industry achievement, which we're both very excited about. Yeah, uh, an icon in the industry, uh, Tim McHale, who really, uh, his, his career has defined what this award is all about, the Industry Achievement Award, and I'm so proud uh, to be able to uh, uh, give this award to Tim McHale. I can't uh, wait McHale. to hear what you say. Thank you very much. Live from the floor, Dave and got it right. Marketing, advertising, digital, energized, made at AdTech New York. You're tuned in to Made Conference, powered by AdTech.